1: For 40 years. Are you kidding me? You're listening to Winning Cures Everything. Game Day, baby. Wake up or get out. Here's your host. A confident young man. A superb athlete. Gary Seegers. <laughs> Welcome in, Winning Cures Everything. It is the Thursday, October 27th edition of the show. I am your host, Gary Seegers. You can follow me on Twitter at GaryWCE. And hopefully everybody has had a wonderful week thus far. This is our College Football Week 9 preview where I am just going to discuss the games that are going on, etc. And maybe give a a little prediction on where College Game Day is headed for next week. Which should be a pretty easy one. Let's just be honest. Alright, so uh, not going to hit on a bunch of news today. We're going to try and keep this one relatively short. But uh, I do want to go ahead and let you know that the show is... Is powered each and every time out by BetUS. That is America's premier online sportsbook. They've been America's favorite sportsbook since 1994. I highly recommend that you go and check them out. BetUS.com is the site. There is a link in the description. Whether you are watching or listening, you can go and click that, and one, it'll help our cause for sure with the show. But uh, but yes, go and get signed up over there. As you all know by now, hopefully. Uh, I host the Bet US College Football Show every Tuesday and Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern time, live on the Bet U.S. College Football Show YouTube channel. Again, I highly recommend that you go over there. I am 32, 17, and 2 in my official plays on the season. So I would recommend watching the show live and uh and getting the bets when you can. <laughs> Most certainly. All right. Let's go on and dive into uh what you guys are here for, really, and that is the previews. We're going to start with this. Where is College Game Day headed for Week 10? Normally, we have a whole lot of options, and it just kind of depends on what ends up happening the week prior, etc. I think that next week, there's only I've got four options, and I really only think that two of them are plausible, right? The first option is, of course, Tennessee at Georgia. Uh, In Athens, it looks like it'll be a battle of top three or top four teams, whatever it may be. Georgia currently ranked number one. Tennessee ranked number three. Tennessee, of course, hosts Kentucky this week. Georgia has to play Florida. They are both heavy, heavy favorites in those games. Uh, I don't imagine either will lose. If one of them does lose, they still might go to Athens because that game would be for the SEC East. So, definitely... Uh, that would be option number one. If they both end up losing, they're both upset, then I think your next option is Alabama going to Death Valley to face LSU next week. That is, uh, honestly, the winner of that game gets to go to the SEC title game, it would appear. So you got SEC Divisional Championships on November 5th. Something to pay attention to. Um, But, yeah, I think those are the two main options. Wake Forest at NC State, eh. I mean, it's two ranked teams. NC State has fallen off without Devin Leary, the quarterback. That's kind of an issue. And then I've got Clemson at Notre Dame. That's a a nice brand game, I guess. But Notre Dame not looking great. Uh, of course, they're playing at Syracuse this week. I would. Who knows what to expect out of that game? But I mean, if you know, if Notre Dame gets a win there, and you have Tennessee and Georgia lose. And you don't want to go to Death Valley? Okay. I mean, I guess I guess that's where you could go. But it. I believe it is Tennessee at Georgia for sure, unless something catastrophic happens. And then you've got Alabama at LSU. Both of those teams are on a bye, so neither one can lose this week. Definitely, definitely, uh, I believe the right suggestion there. All right, moving along. Week 9 college football preview... And let's go on and discuss what is actually happening here. The biggest brand games or who will get the highest ratings of the weekend. I try and predict these every single week. What game will be the most watched? Uh, There's a large segment of the audience here that actually cares about television ratings because they believe that it has something to do with the CFP. And they might be right. They might be right. Uh, The CFP is an independent enterprise They want the biggest possible matchups for television. And if they can find a way to put in a big brand, they probably will. So, let's take a look at what I believe will get the highest ratings of the weekend. Ohio State at Penn State on Fox. It's the big noon kickoff. I have a feeling that one's going to be the most watched game of the week. It just has everything set up for it. Uh, It's about a two-touchdown spread, a little more than that if Penn State can keep this thing relatively close to where Ohio State looks like they are somewhat vulnerable late in the ballgame, yeah, you're going to have a lot of people watching that. So I believe that would be number one. Uh, Georgia-Florida is always a highly watched game. It's on CBS in the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time uh, slot. I think that that one's going to be number two. Uh, There's not a whole lot of competition for it in that afternoon time slot. Two massive brand names, You got star players, of course, Anthony Richardson on Florida. Uh, Do I think that Florida's going to keep in this game? No. But at the same time, I don't necessarily think it matters. Uh, It's two big-time brands with not a lot of competition in that time slot. So uh, Michigan State at Michigan. ABC primetime game. Again, it's a rivalry, but we don't expect it to really be close. It's more than a three-touchdown spread here, same as Georgia and Florida. It's... if if Michigan State can find a way to stay in that ball game and they have done a very good job against Michigan uh, here in the most recent future excuse, excuse me excuse me the most recent past right they're 6 and 3 straight up in the last 9 against the Wolverines but these two teams look on complete opposite ends of the spectrum this year so i would not expect uh this thing to be close but if if they keep it you know within 10 points somewhere around there uh, and Michigan has played down to some bad teams. Uh, Michigan and Indiana was tied at 10 at the half. Now, this one, of course, is in the big house. We'll see. We will see. So, that one I've got number three. Kentucky at Tennessee, I think, is four. It's on ESPN. It is a night game in Neyland Stadium. Yeah, again, if Kentucky can get... That's the biggest indicator of what a game is going to do, ratings-wise, is, is the game close? If the game is close, there's going to be a lot more people tuned in. You saw it with Syracuse and Clemson leading the pack last week. If a game's close with a big-time brand, which Tennessee is right now, yeah, that's going to be a recipe for a massive, massive audience. Notre Dame at Syracuse, I've got it number five here. Again, big-time brands, close game. It's 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC, so national audience. Notre Dame, of course. Big brand, Syracuse. Everybody watched them play Clemson Close last week. Yeah, big-time spot. Uh, Oklahoma State at Kansas State. It's going up head-to-head with Georgia-Florida. Uh, this one's going to be on Fox. Uh, just not not brands that have, like, a huge fan base attached to them. They are They've got big fan bases, don't get me wrong. They're very passionate. But it is not quite to the size of Georgia and Florida. So random people are going to watch... You know, the people that don't follow the sport really closely, those are going to watch Georgia-Florida. The ones that really want to watch a good football game are going to be tuned into that one. Uh, so that one's at, you know, 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on Fox. So that's number six for me. Number seven, I've got Illinois at Nebraska. That's another one of those. 3.30 p.m. Eastern time on ABC. Yeah, I uh, Nebraska, big brand. I think that they can stay close. You know, we'll see. Because uh, Illinois doesn't exactly score a ton of points. So maybe, maybe that one's number seven. So those are the ones that I think will be the seven most watched games of the weekend. The ones that will get the highest ratings. The most exciting games. Now this is a completely different ordeal. We'll go on and hit this one up. The most exciting and or closest games of the weekend. Oklahoma State, Kansas State, I think is number one. I've got no idea what to expect in that game. There's injuries on both teams, both sides. Uh, and we're going to talk about them in the most to gain, most to lose, but a lot of stakes in that ball game. Notre Dame at Syracuse, I think, will be very, very close. I don't know how exciting it will be. Uh, both teams love to run the football. Both teams uh, can play pretty good defense. That Who knows? Who knows what to think of that? Kentucky at Tennessee, I think, will be very exciting. It it could be a close game, and even if it's not a close game, you are going to have some big-time plays. Tennessee plays a fun brand of football Exciting, explosive plays. Jalen Hyatt has seven touchdowns in the last two games on 13 catches. That's one touchdown catch for less than uh, two grabs, right? It's like 1.86 catches equals one touchdown for him. It is insane what he's doing right now. He's averaging almost 30 yards of completion. Uh, just nuts. So yeah, Hendon Hooker and him are just a a fun bunch to watch currently. If Kentucky can slow that down, yeah, uh, even better. Cincinnati at UCF, I think, will be very, very close. Those two teams, uh, not mirror images of each other, but I will say they are the two most talented teams in the group of five, two most talented teams in the AAC, and I think that's going to be a tight game in Orlando. So, yeah, I think that could be very exciting. Baylor at Texas Tech. Speaking of exciting games... Everything that Texas Tech does is pretty exciting. They go for it on fourth down the most of any team in the country. They throw the ball downfield. They're really fast. They run a ton of plays. And Baylor actually has an explosive element to their offense right now. So that one could be a really, really fun game uh, and a very close game. So very possible that we have a tight game in Lubbock for that. Oklahoma at Iowa State, I think, could be really close. I don't really know what to expect here. Iowa State... That's pretty good defense. They haven't played as well uh, as of late. But Dylan Gabriel back for Oklahoma. You could see some explosive plays there. Hunter Deckers has been pretty good. Is he going to be able to tear up that Oklahoma defense like other teams? We'll see. And then Ole Miss at Texas A&M. That one has so much intrigue, right? There's so much with that game that I want to see. I want to see... What Ole Miss ends up doing? Does Lane Kiffin, it it seems like he is really bitter about losing DJ Durkin. It seems like he is, he could have some kind of trick up his sleeve. And A&M, we haven't seen them play a good ball game yet. So, who knows what to expect out of that bunch. Jimbo Fisher, I mean, suspending three uh, freshmen this week. Are you trying, Are you fixing the culture or are you not? Like, what, what exactly are you attempting to do with these suspensions is what I would like to know. Um, yeah, the DJ Durkin storyline is really interesting to me. Does he have anything up his sleeve to be able to stop Lane Kiffin? And does Kiffin have some tricks up his sleeve to be able to get one over on Durkin? Like, is he going to try and embarrass Durkin at the new job? Or uh, will Durkin... Know a few things about Kiffin's offense, and know how to stop him. Could be very, very interesting. So, uh, those are the ones that I've got as far as the most exciting games: Oklahoma State, Kansas, Notre Dame, Syracuse, Kentucky, Tennessee, Cincy, UCF, Baylor, Texas Tech, Oklahoma, and Iowa State, and then Ole Miss and Texas A&M. Uh, on the other side, we're going to talk about the teams that have the most gain, and which ones have the most to lose. Let's check out some things you should know about. College football is back, and Bet US TV has
0: you covered. Every Tuesday and Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we've got expert game analysis to help you make informed decisions before kickoff, only on the Bet US TV College Football channel.
1: Visit winningcureseverything.com to find everything you need to know about us, including full shows in video or podcast form, gambling picks, merch, the gear we use, and more. If you want more content from me, Gary, visit betustv.com. I host the How to Gamble on Sports Show and, from August through January, the BetUS College Football Show. You can subscribe to both on YouTube. Which college football teams have the most to gain and the most to lose in week number nine? We're going to start off with Notre Dame and Syracuse. Notre Dame needs to make a bowl game. The way that their schedule sets up, this is one of the games that they probably need to win, right? If you look, and you know what, I'm actually going to go ahead and pull it up, uh, not on the screen, but uh, you look at, at what they have got remaining. This It, it's difficult. it is difficult. It's difficult. They need uh, more than likely. They've got Navy. They've got Boston College. You need those two. Uh, probably need to go ahead and get Syracuse here, right? You've got a win over Cal. You've got a win over North Carolina, a win over BYU. And then you've got your win over UNLV. You need two more wins. Probably need to get this one at Syracuse because you never know about Navy. Uh, Boston College, who knows? Like, don't leave it up to, you know, two of the last three. Right? Because I don't think you're beating Clemson next week, and I don't think you're beating USC at the end of the year. Probably safer to go ahead and get this one right now if you want to make a bowl game. Them losing to Stanford was unbelievable. Uh, as far as Syracuse is concerned, this is a big time spot for them. Uh, they've already got six wins, but the issue that you run into is after this ball game, like this is a very winnable ball game, but after this one, you've got at pit. You host Florida State, you play at Wake Forest, and then you close out with Boston College. You had a 6-0 and start this season. You are more than likely going to be an underdog, probably at Pitt, I would imagine. You're probably going to be an underdog to Florida State, probably an underdog to Wake Forest. You know, you, you want to make sure that you get this win over Notre Dame. You are favored in the game. You are at home. Go ahead and get the win. You can get the nine wins if you get this one. Like, seriously, you can get to nine. So win one of those three that you're not supposed to. Beat Boston College, beat Notre Dame. That A nine-win season for Dino Babers would be huge. Absolutely massive. So uh, that is a big one. Who else has the most to gain and the most to lose? Well, Ohio State and Penn State, both of them. Penn State has already been embarrassed once. You don't want to do that again. And Ohio State, this is the national title year. You're supposed to go out and beat this team, even on the road. Everything is set up perfectly for you. You don't have to go to Penn State at night. You don't have to do Happy Valley during a wideout. I I think this is a pretty important game, but it is also really, to be honest, Ohio State's first real test of the season. So we'll see exactly what Ohio uh, Ohio State looks like against a good secondary, because I believe Penn State has that. Um, Penn State, on the other hand, again, you've already been embarrassed once. You could lose this and still go 10-2, but... <sighs> You, you want to at least put up a good showing here. If you can pull off the upset, no, you're still probably not going to make it to um, the Big Ten title game because you need Michigan to lose twice. But uh, you get to 11-1 and one with a win over Ohio State. Yeah, you, you got a shot there. You got a shot to uh, maybe make the playoff. You got a shot to do all kinds of good things. And, I mean, that would just be a massive, massive win for James Franklin. Oklahoma State, Kansas State. I mentioned stakes on that game. That is a hugely important game in the Big 12. If you look at the Big 12 standings as they currently sit, these two teams both have one loss in the conference. Both of their losses are to um, TCU. So, you know, you look at what's going on here. Kansas State is five and two overall, three and one in the conference. Texas has two losses. One of them is to Oklahoma State. Baylor has two losses. Um, Let's see. Texas Tech has two losses, and then everybody else has three or more. Kansas, Oklahoma, West Virginia, and Iowa State all have three or more losses. The the winner of this ballgame looks like they could potentially be playing in the Big 12 title game. So, with the rematch against TCU. Now, you still got a long ways to go through the season. You're only four games into a nine-game conference schedule, but hugely... Important game for the Cowboys and, of course, the Wildcats. Kentucky at Tennessee. Both of them, most to gain, most to lose. Kentucky currently has two losses in conference, so you're probably not going to make it to the SEC title game. But Kentucky does host Georgia in a couple of weeks. Tennessee plays at Georgia next week. For that game to really, really matter, Tennessee needs to win this weekend. Kentucky would love nothing more than to ruin Tennessee's season by getting this win in Nealand. It's perfect stakes. Absolutely perfect stakes. Everything is up for grabs here. You got Tennessee in a look ahead spot. You got Kentucky that just wants to get out there and beat this team that they've only beaten three times since like 1984. So, yeah, big time spot there. Most to gain, most to lose. If Tennessee loses this game, I mean, next week, they might get beat by 30. Next week, you want to talk about just uh, awful, humiliating kind of loss. Because, I mean, they're, they're nearly two touchdown favorites here. UCF and Cincinnati, the winner here. <sighs> uh, the winner of this game is probably going to play against Tulane in the AAC title game. Now, that is, you know, guessing that Tulane continues their winning ways, but UCF sitting at 2 and 1 in the conference. Uh, of course, we've all kind of forgotten about Houston, but Houston, uh, it's 5-2 and two overall. Excuse me, 4-3 and three overall. They've only got one loss in the conference, though. Something to pay attention to. Just just watching out here. Uh, but UCF and Cincinnati, widely regarded as the two most talented teams in the AAC. I, this one, to me, the winner of this, ends up going to the AAC title. And that's what I believe. So, uh, lots of stakes there. Ole Miss and AM. and Ole Miss did nothing to silence the critics. They called them frauds before last week. And they went out and got obliterated by LSU. Now you get to go on the road to Kyle Field with a reeling Texas A&M team that doesn't appear to have everything set up exactly right. At right, at least that's the way that I'm seeing it. This team with A&M looks so disjointed. So, like, no chemistry whatsoever, and yet they got a shot here. If A and M wants to make a bowl game, they really need to get this win. They really need to get this one. Uh, A and M currently is sitting at three and four on the season. They are one and three in the conference. Uh, That is tied for worst in the conference uh, in in the SEC West with Arkansas and Auburn. You need this one. I mean, you you need this one very badly. Uh, looking at the rest of their schedule, they host Florida. They play at Auburn. You've got UMass, so there's one win, and then you host LSU. I can't guarantee a win in any more of those, and you need three of them. So if you beat Ole Miss, you still need two out of Florida, excuse me, Florida, Auburn, and UMass and LSU. Like, this is going to be tough. This is going to be difficult. On the other hand, Lot at stake for Ole Miss, you don't want to be viewed as the fraud, right? You don't want to be looked at as that. So uh, you've got to find a way to get this win because after this, Ole Miss' schedule does not exactly ease up either. You play at A&M, you host Alabama, you play at Arkansas, and you host Mississippi State. It don't get easier. Like this is a gauntlet for both teams coming up. Whoever wins this one, uh, it's going to help them out quite a bit at the end of the season. I believe. Uh, So those are the teams that have the most to gain and the most to lose. Let's move right along. And let's talk about the teams that are the most likely 10-plus point underdog outright winners. What are the double-digit dogs that can win outright on Saturday? And we've hit on quite a few of these. So I've got a lot of them to toss out this week, though. I'm not going to spend a long time breaking them down, but I will tell you my reasoning behind it. The first one, I've got Penn State plus 15 against Ohio State. It's at home. Uh, Sean Clifford, veteran quarterback in the spot. You've got a good secondary that I believe can slow down that Ohio State passing attack. There's something that's not exactly right with that Ohio State offense. They don't look you know, like a machine yet. Yes, the team and the talent and the talent discrepancy between them and the teams that they have played has made them look like just a a ball of chainsaws, like a a chainsaw tornado. But there's something just a little bit off with them. And if Penn State can find a way to maybe get a special teams touchdown, get a turnover, get something to go in their direction, give them some momentum in this ballgame, yeah, I think they could find a way to pull off a win. They're, They're plus 450 on the money line. Northwestern at Iowa. Would it shock anybody if Pat Fitzgerald finds a way to upset Kirk Ferentz? I understand the game is in Kinnick. I get it. But Northwestern plus 11. You got a total that's under 40 and a double-digit favorite. It's plus 345 on the money line. If the special team stuff goes Northwestern's way instead of Iowa's way, like both of these offenses are putrid, right? And we don't have to rehash this over and over every week with Iowa's offense, but my gosh, if you bring in Alex Padilla, the quarterback, and he starts throwing interceptions. Northwestern has a pretty good secondary. If you get a defensive score from Northwestern, how much does that change things? I mean, it's it's really, really interesting. Northwestern plays really fast. We'll see what happens. Um, North Texas, I've got them plus 10 money line, at plus 285 at Western Kentucky. I don't buy this Western Kentucky team. Now, North Texas... They've got one of those weird situations where their net success rate does not look very good, but their net PPA does. It's really strange. Like, they find ways to score that a lot of teams are not able to do. Now, is it explosivity? Is it something else? Like, are they getting turnovers? Who knows, but they they have a very high variance on what can happen in this game. They could absolutely get blown out, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them actually win the game at Western Kentucky. So that's one to keep an eye on. South Alabama at Arkansas State is the other one. Um, Arkansas State is plus 11 in this game, the underdog at home, plus 270 on the money line. That one is interesting, right? Um, Arkansas State does have talent. James Blackman is supposed to be back playing at quarterback for him this weekend. And South Alabama, of course, coming off of just a rough rivalry game loss to Troy that may have cost them the Sun Belt West. If that is the case, then they could come out and play down to their opposition, etc. Arkansas State, you find a few explosive plays. You get a turnover, something like that. Yes, you could find a way for Arkansas State to win the game. Do I expect them to win? No. Um, but it is possible, especially at home. Those Saturday night home crowds, where they're fired up for a game, yeah, absolutely. And I got four more that I'm going to reel off here. Kentucky, yes, they could absolutely beat Tennessee. It was a 45 to 42 game last year. Kentucky held the ball for 46 minutes last year, won the yardage, had over 600 yards of total offense, and and outgained Tennessee by 150 yards in that spot. They were 12 out of 17 on third down, like all these different, all these different metrics that went in Kentucky's favor, and Kentucky still lost the ball game. Uh, There's a way that Kentucky can win this game. Absolutely. Especially with a Tennessee look-ahead spot. USC at Arizona. I gave out this pick on the BetUS show. I like USC to be able to cover here. Plus, or excuse me, USC minus 16. But Arizona's plus 500. That Arizona offense, very tricky, finicky beast, right? This is an offense that is very explosive the USC defense ain't great if they don't throw picks if they're able to find some holes in that defense especially in coverage against those linebackers yes Arizona could win the game outright a hundred percent uh you you get a bad Caleb Williams game and we've seen them we've absolutely seen them then yeah there's there's a way that Arizona could win that ball game they are plus 500 on the money line uh Michigan state plus twenty three at Michigan I just had to toss this one on here. I don't believe it's gonna happen, but my gosh, you gotta mention it considering they're six and three straight up against Michigan and they've been huge underdogs in the past and have won not not to this extent, not three touchdowns plus but you gotta put it in there just in case uh Hawaii is a ten and a half point dog at home against Wyoming plus three twenty on the money line. that is one to pay attention to. Uh, there is a way that Hawaii can win this game. Hawaii has played significantly better since they moved to uh, Schrager at quarterback. I the team is really good, especially in net success. They haven't been able to convert it into points, so the PP the net PPA, um, excuse me, PPA margin doesn't look great. But when you look at the success rate, yeah, they've been able to do good things, uh, not only on offense but also on defense. Wyoming having to travel. Coming off some pretty big wins, etc. Uh, yeah, I, I could see a way that Hawaii actually wins the game on Saturday night. So, that is something to pay attention to, of course. Uh, I might start throwing these into a round robin. We've had some pretty good success on these. If any one of them hits, it pays for all the other bets. So, so just something to uh, to watch for. And finally, we'll hit on the G5 games of the week. I've only got a few on this one. The G5 games of the week, Cincinnati at UCF. Goes without saying. I think the winner gets to the AAC title game. These are the two most talented teams in the AAC, maybe in all of Group of Five. They are good football teams. I know UCF didn't look great last week. Cincinnati has not looked good, but they found ways to win the past few weeks. I, I gave it out on the BetUS show. So go and check out my pick over there. Uh, that was on the Tuesday show, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but yeah, Coastal Carolina at Marshall. I think is all over the place. This one's going to be a lot of fun just to see what in the world happens. Marshall has trouble scoring against air right now, but their defense can stop anybody. Costa Carolina's offense, pretty good. Not as explosive without all the weapons that they had last year. But Grayson McCall, is still a fantastic quarterback, super efficient on offense. That's going to be fun to see which strength actually comes out on top there. And you got to throw in the sicko game of the week. New Mexico State at UMass. I mean, what a matchup. What a matchup. Jerry Kill actually... Very impressive in his debut season with New Mexico State. Uh, UMass, it is Don Brown's debut season as a head coach. But look, Jerry Kill knows what he's doing. I think he's going to do some pretty interesting things at New Mexico State. This looks like a competent football team right now. Competent football team. If I had to lean one way or the other, I would certainly take New Mexico State, giving up two on the road at UMass. But again... That's going to be an interesting one because both of those teams, neither are very good. Uh, I just trust the coaching of Jerry Kill much more so than Don Brown. So, uh, with that said, I think we're going to get out of here. You guys go check out the Volta Surf Company. VoltaMarySurfCo.com. Use the promo code Gary10 and you will get 10% off of your order. They are fantastic. It's a clothing line that does college town shirts. The designs are fantastic. The material with which they're made, is super comfortable. I've got two of them at the house. I highly recommend you go take a look at them. There's a link in the description. VoltaMerry Surf Company. Very, very awesome. The promo code is Gary10. And again, the show is powered by BetUS. It's America's premier online sportsbook. They are where the game begins. Make sure you go and check out the BetUS College Football Show thanks to BetUS TV and whatnot. So, yeah. Big time stuff going on. Uh, We'll be back again on Sunday. Make sure that you enter into the PIX contest. That is the biggest deal. Go enter into the PIX contest. Um, Yeah, the winner gets a $25 Amazon gift card, so make sure that you are signed up for it and all that. Go to winningcureseverything.com, click on the contest page, and you can be signed up right there. We also have a link in the description for that as well. All this stuff that I've talked about, the link is in the description. Like the video for us, if you would so kindly. Subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 7,500 by the end of the weekend. It's been a pretty good week. Been a pretty good week. Cannot wait for the end of this regular season. It's going to be a good time. Great football. This is as tight as the college football playoff race has been in a very long time. Anybody can do it. Anybody can win it. So, with that said, let's go on and dive out of here. You guys take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, all of you tickets cash this week. Let's check out some things you should know about follow the show on twitter at winning cures and you can follow gary at gary wce you can also follow on facebook got your own podcast or web show looking to start one or you're just curious how we look and sound so good well we've got all the gear that we use listed on our gear page on the website if you order using our links you'll be supporting the show too Subscribe on YouTube to get not only full Winning Cures Everything shows, but individual segments and other goodies as well. We're over 6,000 subscribers, and our goal by the end of the year is 7,500. If you're interested in advertising on a show that reaches over 80,000 unique football fans per month during the season, send an email to Gary at Winning and we'll put together a plan that best fits you or your business.